Log Talk Radio. Well, hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Frankie San. Welcome to Brilliant Express on Block Talk Radio. Okay. Um, just a couple of quick announcements. Um, I've been posting that I'm going to be doing a new show, and I've been saying Batman vs. Superman, uh, box office wrap-up, and then I was going to go into Star Wars. Change the plans. <laughs> Picked up Star Wars. And uh, I'm so psyched. I'm going to talk about Star Wars, the Blu-ray edition. Uh, what I did was yesterday I posted up on my blog, and uh, DVD Talk had a review on the Blu-ray. But uh, they missed a lot of points. I'm going to go over that. So there's going to be some spoilers. And I'm going to give my two cents in and, you know, uh, me being a Star Wars fan and, uh, and everything like that. So um, let me just give a couple of quick announcements. Um, and then I'll just mention a little bit about Batman versus Superman at the box office. Because basically what we're waiting is for what's going to happen at this weekend. Remember, uh, I said, it's, does the movie, is the movie going to have legs and it's going to have fan repeats? Uh, we, everybody knows it's not going to hit the billion dollars. I mean, it hasn't even made $100 million in China. When that happens, that's the final nail in the coffin. But let me do these announcements. I'll go over that again, and then we're going to start with Blu-ray. Okay, so... Again, with the Blu-ray, there will be some spoilers. Anyway, so here we go. Now, uh, one quick question. Uh, what's going on? You're going back to New York. Yes, I'm going back in May 4th. Uh, I believe I have maybe two more shows on this. I'm going to try to squeeze maybe two more shows on Black Talk Radio, and then I'm going to take a break. The next show in May will be uh, Captain America, Civil War. Um, uh, we do have... Um, the website, the blog, and YouTube. Okay, so you go to uh, Google, search, or Yahoo search, type in Video Links Best, and those three will pop up. Okay, and like I said before, um, the reason I'm repeating myself is because every show I always have some new listeners. So let me just go over this real quick. And the way to find me, you can Google search. Um, Yahoo search, just type in Video Land Express. It will take you to the website. I hope there's a website, and there's a bunch of little icons. I'm on Facebook, uh, Pinterest, I forget a bunch of other things. I just added Instagram. Now, the main reason I mentioned those social little uh, networks is because uh, I've been talking about the music. I've been, this takes a lot of uh, research to do. It took me two days back, you know, back to back, going over the Blu-ray back and forth. Okay, and also, you know, and posting a lot of articles on my blog page. Okay, so it takes a lot of time. So what's going to happen is you're going to hear little little sound bits, and they're going to premiere on Pinterest, uh, Instagram. I forgot the other one. Anyway, on Facebook. Anyway, and it's going to be mentioned on the blog. So, and right now on the website, videonexpress.com, I have my interview with Mark Hamill. That I did, ooh, 1990 something. Um, yeah, you see me with that, uh, my famous mustache. Uh, I was in a punk band. Okay, that that clip is playing right now. I interview with him. He was like Wing Commander. 
4 for the PC, Wing Commander uh, game for the PC. Uh, he was uh, promoting that. And uh, he was also, we also talked about the Black Pearl, which never got made. He wrote the comic book game, he wanted to make it into a movie, never, never accomplished that. Okay. Um, that's on the, on the website. The blog is uh, every uh, a day. I uh, I try to do it now lately because I'm wrapping things up over here. I'm down in Puerto Rico. I'll be going over to back to New York, the home base. Uh, I'm kind of wrapping that up. So um, what I've been doing like today, yesterday's blog, I extended today, added some new links, and I'm going to add another link tomorrow. The link I'm going to be adding is very important because I'll be talking about the Blu-ray. Um, I'm going over my notes over here. When... Um, when a movie got nominated for five Oscars for special effects, cinematography, editing, and all that stuff, uh, they put a special VFX reel. That's a uh, visual effects reel for the Oscars. It's a 10-minute thing. Um, and basically, it's very technical, and that's not on the Blu-ray. And what it does, it's like a split screen, two to four screens all at the same time showing you the green screen, the actual uh, product, the finished product, and some of the makeup and kind of the editing techniques they use. They're very technical. They decided not to put that. I'll get to that. I'll mention that. That's going to be in the blog, okay? As soon as I post this show saying, hey, the new show is now playing on my Black Talk Radio page, and I'm, you can have a link. Uh, if you don't get to the Black Talk Radio page, there's a link. There's a widget on my blog. That's right. So on the website, I got Mark Hamill video interview playing on the website, videonexpress.com. On our blog page, it's videonexpress.blogspot.com, whatever. Uh, there's a link of the radio show. And we're going to go back live on the Manhattan Neighborhood Network Studios in May. Uh, the previous two years have been posted on our YouTube page. Just go to YouTube, type in Video Night Express, boom, it's right there. All the other links is on the first page of our website, which is VideoNightExpress.com, which is different from our blog page. Now, what happened to the other radio shows that you're doing with Mark? Uh, we just had a technical problem. Um, that's, you know, we're going to try to do another show. Well, he's to see Batman uh, versus Superman. I know he wants to do, talk about Star Wars, so we're going to do that. Hopefully, that show will premiere next week. Okay? Um, so, th- that's basically all the announcements. So, let's go back to the blog. I will be posting the special effects reel, and that's not on the Blu-ray. So, real quickly, next week, what I'm going to do, I had a bunch of tidbits about uh, Batman versus Superman. Um, let's face it. Uh, like I said, China it bombed Japan and it opened up number three. Um, uh, that's not doing good. And um, and I did mention about repeats and is it going to have legs? Okay. And so because I had some more information, I was going to do a follow box office. Going to wait one more weekend because the weekend after that, Jungle Book is going to come out. What's going to happen with Jungle Book? Well, that's more mostly for the kitties. Is it going to do any damage? Yeah, it's going to do damage. I mean, they just announced Deadpool. I'm repeating that for the millionth time. Deadpool 2. Ryan Reynolds is having uh, he's having final laugh. Um, and what's happening with Deadpool, which kind of affected, they don't want to admit it. Nobody wants to mention it. Not even the studios, Warner Brothers. You know, say, oh, we're not worried that it, you know, it's not going to break the billion-dollar market. Oh, yes, they are. They're pulling back on a lot of the films and the schedules. What's going to happen is for Justice League, that budget is going to be affected big time. Instead of Aquaman fighting a uh, 500-foot-tall uh, octopus, he's going to fight a little baby octopus in an aquarium somewhere. Okay? That is affecting the budget. Okay? Uh, Warner said, you know, take this scene out, take that scene out, and you can forget about $100 million Aquaman fighting a giant uh, octopus. That's not going to happen. 
Okay, that's just here. So I don't know if this is an actual scene, but it is being affected. And they're not talking about that. Okay, uh, and like I said, and I did this. I did say this before. Deadpool costs only fifty million dollars to make. It costs hundred million dollars for a marketing and advertisement. It makes. And made it 750 million. I said it was going to make 800 million. They won't release in China because of the rated R. Too much violence, too much uh, cursing, and it's not being released in China. If it did get released in China, it would have made 800 million. But 750 is not, it's not a joke. Okay? So technically, you take away how much um, marketing budget, all that. The picture made over 600 million profit. Uh, Superman vs. Batman hasn't made a penny yet because it costs so damn much. It costs over $500 million to make. And, uh, you know, uh, what little profit it goes is just paying back for the movie. Where are they going to get the, the extra money to do Justice League? That's the problem, but that's what happened with Spider-Man. They spent so much money, there was, any, no, there was no money around. There was money. Yeah, they made about $203 million. That was, All that money was going to go into the next Spider-Man number three, the amazing Spider-Man number three. And they said, hell no, we're here to make a profit. Not to take this money and just keep making movies. We want our Christmas bonuses. Right now, nobody's going to get a Christmas bonus thanks to Batman vs. Superman. Anyway, that's it for that. We're going to wait one more weekend and see if it makes any more money. Uh, the movie, I think, is already broken $700 million. It's going to cost $800 million. We're going to find out on the next show, next Monday. Now, we've got 20 minutes left. Star Wars Blu-ray review. No more announcements, none, nothing else. Let's go right to it. Why did I think of it? Now, remember I did a breakdown on Batman vs. Superman? I'm going to do it with this Blu-ray, but I'm going to have fun with it. I'm not going to get too technical, but I just want to think a couple of things off the bat. On the show, I've been saying, I, I've been ending the shows. I, I'm going to go to the why. I won't have a chance to say, say this, but let me say it now. Live long and prosper. May the force be with you. That annoyed the shit out of everybody. Well, I meant going back to that special effects reel, which is not on the Blu-ray. It was a special effects reel given to people in the Academy of Oscars. And, you know, this is, um, you know, uh, there's, there's a phrase they call it. Um, I forget what they call it. There's a phrase they say, um, for your consideration, please look at this 10-minute reel and please consider Star Wars for special effects, for editing, for cinematography, for makeup, and please dominate the movie. Uh, it did get its five awards, okay? It got nominated, and then and then they put out the reel saying, please, you know, not only nominate for these categories, will it win the categories? Now, trivia. The people who got nominated for editing cinematography, they came from Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Into the Dark, that's the, the remake of Rathacon. Mm-hmm. Simon Pegg. He's, he plays the junk dealer. Okay? Because he plays Scotty. And yes, in the making of the, the, the one-hour documentary, um, you see Simon Pegg in the cockpit of Millennium Falcon. Who's there? That's right, Carl Urban, who played McCoy. He's in there. Let me tell you, nobody wants to admit it. Star Trek is in the shadows of Star, uh, Star Wars The Force. Nobody wants to admit it. For me, it's old sci-fi. My favorite movie is Empire Strikes Back. Do or do not do, there is no try. Get up your lazy ass and do something. Okay? Uh, that's why I'm so big on Star Wars. But Star Trek is whatever science fiction comes, whatever the thought of science fiction becomes sci-fi, sci-fact. It'll always become, whatever happens in Star Trek comes true. 
you look at Satchuk the next next right? Everybody's walking around with tablets. Now everybody's got tablets. Yeah. I, I use tablets. As a matter of fact, coincidence. Somebody got me on Twitter. I do this game called Cubivus. It's, it's like a little cube game. And every time I, um, I play with the, the cube, um, gems, the fast food, and the flags. Anybody's on Twitter knows this. And every time I be my own high school, I post it on Twitter. So hello to all my fans out there on Twitter. Yes, the music will be posted on Twitter. Coming soon, very, very soon, right around the corner. Trust me. Anyway, so, um, so that's one my point about live long and prosper and may the force be with you. Okay, uh, Star Trek has so much influence in Star Wars. Nobody wants to admit it. They Peg got his nose in there for crying out loud. And of course, J.J. Abrams, thanks to Star Trek, he got the gig for Star Wars. Okay, um. I will talk more about this part two. There will be uh, a whole Star Wars thing. Okay, I'm going to go over all the movies and everything in the next show after I talk about the Batman, Superman. But um, as far as this Blu-ray, the only thing that's missing is J.J. Abraham's commentary. He's done that with Mission Impossible. He's done that with some of his other films. Okay, Mission Impossible 3, he did a commentary there. He could have done a commentary. But then the rumor is they're going to double dip on this. Uh, there can be more features when the Blu-ray 3D comes out. So those are just rumors. They got room to do all that. The special effects reel did not show up in the Blu-ray. They could put that uh, down the line. Okay? Um, like the big, uh, uh, what, the, the six-film box set. Remember, they included from Star Wars to Jedi. Uh, everything showed up in that big box set except for the Christmas special. Okay? And DVD Talk does mention that there was, you know, excuse me, from Star Wars to Jedi, um, uh, a one-hour special um, hosted by Mark Hamill that was on the VHS. It never showed up on any of the compilations. What they did was the Empire Dream or something like that. That was a two-hour special. They included that in the box set. And basically, that talked about the whole trilogy. Okay, it, basically it was redone from what Mark Hamill did. Special didn't show up, and Christmas special didn't show up. There's a lot of stuff that did not show up on this Blu-ray. Okay, that 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 one-hour documentary could have been two hours. Okay, but let me go from the top. Okay, I got 15 minutes, so that means I don't have to rush. Okay, got my paper, got my listings here. Top. So. Right off the bat, it's missing a com commentary. Now, it has six featurettes. Okay, you get the table reading. The commentary does cover that in the first chapter. It goes into more detail when more cameras actually read the script. The cameras were put away from the cast because they didn't want to interfere with them. That's understandable. But a lot of footage was, was you know, filmed, and you basically get two, three minutes out of that. And again, two, three minutes and, uh, and the making of the, the documentary. Uh, there must be a, a, a two-hour session of tape floating around somewhere. Um, bootleggers, hello. BitTorrent, hello. <laughs> okay, uh, section two, Simon Pegg making his appearance. Uh, number three, about BB-8. And I was very surprised. BB-8 is actually a, a, a puppet. Uh, you got a guy dressed up as a green screen. Uh, pushing him like a like a little dolly. Oh no, he's actually being pushed like an oh with handles or whatever. I was very surprised about that. I thought it was remote control. There is one 
one remote control, I believe, but there was like six or uh, eight of them. There was a whole bunch of BB-8s all doing different things, even a, a, a real light one so they can carry it. Remember uh, John Boyega, uh, the stormtrooper, he carried, they, he picked a BB-8 and tried and try to hide him on the Millennium Falcon, and he was like really lightweight. So there was a bunch of BB-8s. I never, no, I never got my BB-8 remote control. <laughs> 150 bucks. I had to put a hold of that. That was my plane ticket. So that was a sacrifice there. Uh, I still plan to pick that up when I get back. Anyway, um, the snow fight, they actually built the forest. Um, that is not covered in the, in the documentary for some reason, but they go into detail. They actually, Pinewood Studios, which is known as James Bond Studio, they actually built a whole forest in there. And they, that's, that's where uh, Ray uh, fights Kylo Ren. Okay. Um, and it's funny because for that, special effects, you see, they look like plastic lightsabers that you buy for 10 bucks in Kmart. I thought that was kind of funny. That was kind of interesting. Okay, uh, the next one, um, they talk about the visual effects. Seven-minute promo, freeze frame. Um, it, it just covers a lot of details. But it, the thing is, it's so fast. The segment only lasts about five minutes. No, this, this was the longest one. This was seven minutes long. Okay, uh, it comes out like a promo reel, but you know they really go over really fast. The the difference between that and the visual effects reel for the Oscars is they have multiple multiple screens playing at the same time, so you can compare the pre-production, the production, the editing, and the final outcome, how it looks like in the big in the big screen. It has the old technical breakdown. They didn't include that over here. They just show you them fighting against the blue screen, and boom, you see their final scene from the movie. Okay. Um, that is the longest one, the visual effects. And I will say this, any circus will get his Oscar lifetime. He's going to get a lifetime achievement Oscar for all his work that he's doing in all these movies. They never gave him a special Oscar for a uh, technical breakthrough, but he will get a lifetime achievement. He will get it. And, of course, the, the last one is uh, John Williams. Um, the, you see him with the orchestra. Conducting the orchestra, going over a couple of themes. The one thing they keep mentioning is Ray. That's like his crown achievement for this movie, the, the theme for Ray, which he mentions. They said that that was his favorite theme to write. Uh, and I did mention uh, one of my favorite soundtrack of all time, which was released on vinyl, LP, was Empire Strikes Back Again. Um, it was two LPs, and it had the big booklet and big gatefold. Great album. And I think you can get that on Amazon for $60. Um, the main reason that I choose that is one of my favorite soundtracks of all time because of all the multiple themes. They have more themes than Star Wars theme. Okay, John Williams was good. Everybody basically had a theme. The action scenes all had different themes. Uh, you can go anywhere from ten to twenty themes within a soundtrack, which is really unheard of. Usually, there's one theme and it just a variation of the same theme over and over. Okay, I don't want to mention anybody's name because I'm part of the business and I don't want to get, you know, um, it might bite me in the ass, you could say. So I got to be careful what I say. Anyway, um, the next one is the the, the deleted scenes. Very short. They're basically, they're little clippets. I don't know. Um, the X-Wing, it's like maybe like 15 seconds. They're ready to go. Okay, let's get ready to go to a light speed. What is that about? Okay, very, very short, 15 seconds, but they edited that out. 
Um, the two big ones, this about how many? Yeah, seven. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, six, seven scenes. The two big ones of, of everybody seen Kylo Ren searching the Millennium Falcon. He looks around, and goes, "Aha!" His hand solos around. Okay, he picks up his vibe. That scene should have been included. And the other one, there's a, a chase scene. It reminds me, kind of like the snow, you know, the, the speed of chase. And we turn up the Jedi when they're going to uh, the speed of chase through the trees. Anyway, and on uh, Endor, uh, basically, uh, I forget his name, Stormtrooper and, and, and Ray, they're being chased by another vehicle over the snow. Um, the special effects are not finished. Okay, but I can see where they cut it out. It was kind of lame. They, it could have been really, maybe they had like two, three, uh, you know, machines, vehicles, flying machines of uh, stormtroopers chasing after them. It would have been an exciting scene. It's just one machine, you know, chasing after them. Kind of lame. I can see why they cut it out. But it could have been something there. Okay. Um, let me see. Uh, yeah, somebody asked me, are you going to post pictures of your collection? Yes. Um Many years ago, we were in another house, in a family house somewhere else, uh, another part of uh, Puerto Rico, and we the family moved since then. But I had a shelf of all my Star Wars collection, my Godzilla collection, my Batmobile collection. Okay, I'm gonna re- start next week. I'm gonna start reposting those pictures. It's gonna and I'm gonna nickname it uh, Toys in the Attic. It's the same theme of uh, Steven Tyler, Edward Smith. They had a song called Toys in the Attic. Mm-hmm. And it's just a reference of all the stuff that I collected over the years. And so I'm going to start posting some of that. Okay, last year I mentioned uh, Iron Maiden. I got Eddie, a remote control Eddie that lights up. And that's about like uh, 20 inches tall. We're gonna, I got to take pictures. I got the original Stormtrooper, uh, the 12 inch figure, the Stormtrooper. That survived. Uh, made by Kenner back in 1978. I still got that. I'm going to be posting those pictures. Yes. Okay, and yes, I got the original model of Millennium Falcon. It's really, oh God, talk about duct tape. That's the original model where you had to put 4D batteries so the back of the Falcon can light up. A really old model. I still got the box. So I'm going to take a picture of the box and post that just to show you. Yes, a lot of old collector's items. As a matter of fact, the last show I did, Eminem, if you go to YouTube, the last show we did, I got a Yoda puppet. I didn't use it. I forgot to, to put my hand up Yoda's ass and use it. Yes, puppet I do have, yes. Mm-hmm. But there he forgot to show the puppet. Yes, he did. Um, yeah, and that puppet goes back, uh, it was, was released in Empire Strikes Back. Back in, uh, was it, 81? Was it 81? Yeah. Got a little trademark um, stamped on the bottom of the Yoda puppet. Next show, when we go back live, that puppet is going on with me again, and I'll show you how that little puppet works. Okay, the puppet's not here. It's in New York City. But anyway. Um. So people were asking me about that. Yes, <laughs> I, I'm big on collectibles. Uh, I'm going over my list. Okay, last five minutes. That document, documentary. You know, I'm a little bit tongue-tied. I mean, the documentary is in four chapters. Okay. Chapter one is at um, the rehearsals. You see Ray crying. We've all seen that. And it ends with a cast reading. Okay. Uh, chapter two, on locations in the desert. 
Everybody complaining, oh, it's too hot. Somebody asked me, you'd love to be as a background actor in Star Wars. Everybody knows the background. Yes, I'm going to be covering that. As a matter of fact, I'm helping somebody else uh, who wants to uh, go into background acting. I'm going to be uh, talking about that. Before I leave you over here, I will start mentioning about that, how to approach that. Well, I'm glad I wasn't an acting in this one here. I'm going to try to be on Fast and the Furious. Fast and the Furious is filming in New York. I got to get on that one and Gotham. That's two things I'm working on. But anyway, we'll, these guys were filming in 120 degree weather and they're wearing all these costumes. And these poor extras were practically dying. They filmed them. It's like, oh man, that's one gig I'm glad I don't have. Okay? Uh, that is rough. And then they go uh, back to Pinewood Studio and they're saying that they said actually the home of the original Star Wars. They showed an old clip of that. Okay? And then they go into the villains of Captain Fatassin and Kylo Ren. And, then, and chapter two ends with the Falcon. Uh, and you see. Uh, cameo by Peter Jackson, Carl Urban, Simon Pegg in the cockpit. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, of course, it has Harrison Ford uh, reminiscing. It's like, oh, I remember being here. So that that was the next way to end that. Okay. Um, and that's at the 30 minute point. And the second half, chapter three, Mark Hamill. He was actually on a Katina set with Maz, with Lupito Nenyo, who's doing Maz. Uh, Lupita won me 20 bucks and an Oscar prediction that she was going to get Best Supporting Actress a couple of years ago. So thanks, Lupita, or your steak dinner. Um, I said she was going to win Supporting Actress, was it? Uh, 12 Years a Slave, and she won it. Um, and then, of course, so Montcalm is on the Katina set. That was cool to see. Uh, Andy Serkis, a blue screen. He was actually 20 feet up in the air playing uh, uh, Snookus, whatever his name is, that, that hologram image. So he was actually posted up 25, up, uh, 25 feet up in the air. You see him up there uh, against blue screen. That's very interesting to see how they did that process. Check that out. Um, of course, they mentioned Amor Agbar when I go back to the Rebel base who just recently just passed away. And that segment ends with Carrie Fisher reminiscing about, you know, being back in Star Wars. Okay, let me just end this real quick. Uh, there's other little things if I got to mention. They do mention, in Chapter 3, they do mention R2-D2 about the Red Arm. This I didn't know. They're going to come out with a comic book series explaining how R2-D2 no, no, excuse me. Wrong robot. Ha, ha, ha. To bleep, 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 bleep. C3PO. Why did I write down R2-D2? I was rushing. Sorry about that. C3PO and his red arm. My mistake. I'm a Star Wars fan. Okay. Oh, oh boy. That's going to bite me in the ass. Okay. Um, C3PO. How did he get that red arm? They're going to come up with a comic book series explaining how he got that red arm. Me personally, that was uh, to, to sell merchandising. You know, sticking with the red arm, gotta collect them all. You know, um, chapter four, the last ten minutes. Check it out. I don't want to spoil it for you. Basically, has two parts: Hen, the death of Han Solo. They spent five minutes on that, and Mark Hamill being on that that stupid little island. Okay, wrap up. Um. The Blu-ray, there's a lot of stuff missing. The behind-the-scenes uh, featurettes, uh, seven featurettes, deleted scenes, uh, it's 45 minutes worth. The, um, documentary is about an hour, an hour and five minutes. Uh, we know there's a lot of other stuff. Um, 
that that was shown all over the internet did not make it on this Blu-ray. One of them is a special effects reel. Uh, it's, it looks like it might be a double dipping down the road. Don't be surprised, okay? But for the only information that they put on this thing, the one thing they skipped, remember the, the, the junk ship, the garbage junk ship with that thing? They, they said it was an ode to Indiana Jones when that big slug, giant slug creature was rolling down that junk ship, junk, that derelict ship, whatever they call it. And it said it was uh, it turned into a ball and it was chasing Harrison Ford. That was a um, uh, They mentioned it in the documentary, but they ran over it really quick. They didn't go into detail. They didn't mention about the cast guys. A lot of those cast guys were actors from other movies. Okay, they didn't mention that. So, so little details are missing like that. Okay, but anyway, the Blu-ray um, it's a, it's a five out of five. Loved it. I had a great time with it. I want to go more into detail about this, more about Star Wars. Why I love Star Wars. Do or do not, there is no try. Empire Strikes Back. Okay, I'll be talking more about it, and, and let's see what happens with Batman versus Superman, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And then, hey, I do have a chance to say it. Live long and prosper, and may the force be with you. I'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you then.